Welcome back to another Transforming Your Business Mindset. Richard Pyatt here with Coach Michelle Coy, who's been working on us for a little while now to challenge our thinking, change our perspective for the better. First, when it came to money mindset, which is a whole other series that you can follow. Just scroll on down the show notes and you'll see that link there. And now we're focused on transforming our business mindset, which is focused on those of us who have already begun a business or have one that's a simmering inside waiting to come out. Welcome back, Coach Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. So today we're talking about consistency grows. How are you tending to your business? This is a very springtime kind of uh, feeling that this gives. Yeah, <laughs> makes me think of my garden, which if I'm really truthful, the best things that have been growing in my garden are weeds. Yes. But you got to get out there and tend to that. And that could be really what we're talking about here, isn't it? It is. It's those basic uh, functions of consistency because uh -huh. we can get started in our business and easily be sidetracked or pulled off course because of someone else's opinion, um, being drawn into the wrong opportunities, then just not being consistent in our business. So we get veered off on these detours and these side roads that go to dead ends. And we have to really look at it and ask ourselves some questions when we are asked to go off course. And one of the things that I really ask myself is when I'm veered off course and something may not work or it may work, my real big question is, how is it aligning with my value system? Hmm. And how is this aligning with the mission for my business? Because sometimes I'm often attracted to some opportunities that may not align with me. Hmm. However, it isn't until I'm already through the process or in the midst of something that I'm starting to really look at that and realize, whoops, this was actually a roadblock <laughs> or a detour. And do I really want to continue on it? So these are legitimate potential um, things that uh, could help your business. We're not talking about squirrel moments, or maybe those are mixed in too. They're definitely mixed in uh -huh. because there's times where, you know, somebody might say, this is working for my business. And all of a sudden that thing that you're, that's working for your business, you're like, oh, it's working for you. Let me try that. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, your consistency of doing whatever you know strategically works for you, you you're like, oh, but this person I see is getting a lot better results. Let me try what they're doing. Uh -huh. And then yeah. all of a sudden, your consistency falls down. You're realizing that method didn't work for you. However, how are you getting back on track with your consistency? What was working strategically for you? We have to try new things, though, right? So there's some way to incorporate this that doesn't send us off the consistency path. True? True. However, you really have to look at and ask yourself some questions before you start veering off that path. You definitely have to value the process of trying new things. However, do you know why you want to keep improving and why you want to keep, why you want to do this, try something new? What is the reasoning behind experimenting with this particular thing? So that is helps it, ask that question. Yes. Uh, am I trying this just because Susie's doing it? 
Exactly. Uh-huh. And really ask yourself and look at yourself and saying, is this something that is really in alignment with me? Is this somewhere where I want my business to go? For example, um, I was for the longest time one-on-one and I had a coach really pushing me to do group classes. And at the time I felt really comfortable with that one-on-one, but I started trying to do the group classes. Well, as a result, I was putting all of my effort into a group class and it was not what I actually wanted to do. Mm. But I had a coach recommending me to do that. And I really had to check myself and say, okay, at this time, one-on-ones are really working for me. And I don't feel as though this group class is working for me. Interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I wasn't bringing in, at that time, I feel people were not looking for community for growth. And, you know, it was over the money mindset piece. Uh And so you have to really look at what you're teaching or what you're doing in your business and say, is this best on a one-on-one basis or is it best in a group basis? And at that time, I realized what I was doing is not valid for that group situation because so many people are uncomfortable talking about money and especially their personal finances. And so they were less apt to share and be vulnerable in a group setting. However, Mm -hmm. as a business owner and doing more leadership and financial statements and even processes, people are more open to sharing what processes worked, what, you know, they're doing to lead their teams. And that's more geared towards a, you know, a group setting. And so I realized I needed to move more towards the group settings now. So it's really looking at that as far as consistency, how is your business evolving? How is it changing? And what habits do you have to change to meet your business where it's at now? Right. So you were being encouraged by an individual to do that, but it wasn't the right fit at that moment with what your curriculum was. Presumably you had some other evaluating acumen that you were using that said, yeah, maybe we try that. But you found out that after doing it, I think is what you're saying, it it didn't fit. So sometimes we get into it and we find out it's not right. Do you feel you could have determine that before you did it, if you'd asked the certain questions? I really think what I should have been asking myself before that is, how do I feel my audience or my customers would respond if I changed how I was doing my business? Mm-hmm. And afterwards, in the reflection piece, really getting clear about, is this the way customers are looking at this? You know, what went well in this process? What didn't go so well? And what have I learned mm-hmm. by doing this process? By asking those questions and being consistent about reflecting before and afterwards when you're going through changing processes or maybe going into a different niche or changing something about your business is those pieces of reflection time are what are so valuable. Because it's recommended 
just to go through that process and really ask yourself, because if you're not reflecting back and understanding the reasons they didn't work, what is stopping you from not going down that path again in a different context? Yeah, sure. Right. You don't want to waste time again implementing something that wasn't the right thing. Yes. And then how do do you maintain consistency with everything else? So in your case, let's stick with your example. You had mm-hmm. the one-on-ones that were working well. You started this group thing. That that Did that detract from the one-on-ones and the momentum you had with that? It did because it took me out of that focus of looking for clients and mm-hmm. marketing towards a one-on-one basis. Yeah. And it took my energy away from being able to focus more energy solely on those people that I was serving. As a result, I was starting to notice because it wasn't in alignment with me, I began to burn out uh, because I was working in, in an area that didn't focus where my energy wanted to go. Mm-hmm. My energy really wanted to focus on that one-on-one. And I realized the stage I was at in my business, that's where I needed to stay. So and do you stay con- consistent? Uh-huh, right. So do you consider that whole experiment wasted time then, or uh, you learned something out of it, right? I definitely learned. I learned that at that moment, this was not the right subject matter to be launching a group class. Uh So it was me testing, learning different ways to experiment and ask questions to my customers and to my clients and ask them, would you find it beneficial to be working more with a group and share so that you can see that you're not alone and consistently asking more questions Mm -hmm. before I, you know, this time before I launched my group classes, I actually ask questions. Is this something that you would benefit from if you were in a group of people? Or is this something you would rather do one-on-one? And at this time, people are asking more for community. So this time, as I tried to launch, as I launched a group class, I had more participation and more success. All right. Fair enough. So are there other ways consistency is typically followed or recognized or maintained? So I ask, what habits do you need to create in your business? What do you need to do on a daily basis, a quarterly basis, a monthly basis? And are you creating the habits to align with what you need? So if it's posting on social media, do you have something in place to consistently post on social media? Do you have processes in place where you're going to onboard your clients? Do you have processes in place if you're a product-based business to know when you need to reorder supplies, your inventory. It's that putting those processes in place to help you maintain that consistency. What I'm noticing in businesses right now, those that do not have the processes, that's where the frustration comes in. And especially if you're a small business owner. Yeah, right. Uh, If you don't have those processes in place, let's stick with the supplies example. All of a sudden you run out of paper. Now you've got to stop the whole process because now you have to turn your attention to getting paper or toner or something, you know. So if that process was already in place, it wouldn't detract you from what you're focused on. And what's funny, I think, about that 
is um, sometimes we, particularly we individuals who are entrepreneurs, feel, I don't know, I guess guilty if we're not working on the business every single minute. And by that, I mean sales, development, onboarding, client uh, satisfaction, all those things. If we're not working on that all the time, we think we're wasting our time. And then the toner runs out. (laughs) So uh, now you're distracted from that anyway. So you might as well have a practice in place. Yes, because you don't need to work in your business all the time. We were not meant to work all these 40, 80 hours that some Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs um, work. And as long as you have consistent practices in place, it allows you to see when you need to bring in somebody else to assist you. It allows you to know when you can scale your business or if this is something that you need to bring a partner in in order to both for both of you to scale your businesses. Mm-hmm. So you really need to with these practices and the you know being consistent, you can do a lot more with less time. Just that example you used, the idea of bringing someone in to help, uh, that's a huge question for a lot of uh, business owners. At what point do I decide I need more support, staffing Mm -hmm. support, for example? That's a huge question, and sometimes it's not an easy answer. And if you don't have your consistency in place, it makes it more complicated, doesn't it? Exactly. And one other thing, I love Darren Hardy. So one of the examples he says when you need to start delegating some of your workout is look at, set your business goal. What is your business goal, especially as a solopreneur? So let's say you're um, wanting to do $250,000 this year. He says, divide that by 2,000. 2,000 is because the typical work week, if you were to work 40 hours a week in your business, he looks at the year and deducts two weeks because he knows that you'll want to take a week's vacation somewhere in there in a week for the holidays. So that's 2000 hours. Typical is 2080. So you take that 250 divided by 2000 hours. That becomes $125 an hour. So what are you doing in your business that you're physically doing that is valued at less than $125 an hour? Yeah. If wow. you're doing a lot of work that's based at less than that, would it not be valuable for you to get somebody else in at $20 an hour per se to do some of that administrative work, even if it's not a full-time job for them? Mm-hmm. Wow. What a tool. Think about that. $125. So, uh, so of course, I'm I'm applying that to my own situation. That's a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, so this is where, you know, there's companies starting up that are virtual assistants. Is it worth hiring a virtual assistant that specializes in that area of what you need to do? Mm -hmm. For me to be consistent on social media, I actually have hired a virtual assistant that posts quotes in my stories and in my business page every day to help me stay that consistent because I recognize my time is more valuable than to do that part of the administrative work. All right. Well, you've given us a lot to think about. Consistency grows. How are you tending to your business? Coach Michelle Coy just gave us some thoughts on that. And if some of you are saying, man, I need to talk to her about this, 
go right ahead. Go down to the show notes, click through to Michelle's website and reach out. And your first consultation is complimentary. We'll be back soon on Transforming Your Business Mindset. Thank you. Thank you, Richard.